Greetings and blessings. Welcome to the Stay in Power People podcast. This is Ia Ocean Remy Lekun, aka Kenny Moon, and you are listening to Thriving Thursdays. I, as always, am so happy you're here, especially for today, because today is a very special and unique day for the Thriving Thursdays podcast. So for those of you who've been turn- tuning in, you have heard my voice more than enough. <laughs> you have heard from me. You know what I'm all about. And I appreciate you as you have commented and reached out to me to let me know what you have been gaining from this podcast. Well, As we do in life, we grow, we expand, and I'm so excited because today marks my very first opportunity to expand what I'm offering here through Thriving Thursdays by way of working with other people in the community whose voices I think you should hear. So this is our last Thursday within Black History Month, and I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to bring forth a colleague of mine, a brother that I truly respect and love and and who's doing really amazing work as an historian, as a living part of African-American history, black history, world history. And that is brother Marcus Sankofa Hicks. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm delighted and glad to uh, be on this platform with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So, of course, this is my first time introducing Brother Marcus. So I want to just tell you a little bit about who he is. And um, he will give you more insight because of what we're going to be talking about today. But Brother Marcus Sankofenix is a historian. He's an educator and he's an education consultant. He regularly facilitates conversations surrounding African-American historical experiences, the topics of race and its present day implications being at the forefront of that. He is the founder of History Heals Consulting, LLC, which is a business devoted to using African-American history as a vehicle to aid schools, institutions, and businesses in fostering healthy and inclusive environments. Wow, that is already amazing. But I I wanted to just share one other thing because of where we actually are right now. Currently, I am recording live from the um, Howard County Center of African American Culture, which is in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, As you all know, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, but we are just outside the city about 30 minutes in a suburb known as Columbia, Maryland. And Columbia is historically a planned community, which was centered on creating a living community, a living and thriving community for people of diverse ethnic and racial backgrounds during a time when this country was really coming out of uh, desegregation and trying to (laughs) figure itself out, which it's still doing. Um, But as a part of that, many, of course, wonderful institutions have been created across our history in this country, despite the deep and oppressive um, history of this country. And where we're sitting today in this cultural center is an homage to the greatness and the pioneering spirit and the resiliency of African-American people in a country that has never really welcomed us and allowed us to create and sustain things that 
are excellent. We've had to forge it and we have done so despite attacks and terrorism, we have done it. And so I just want to acknowledge the space and acknowledge that Brother Marcus is the curator of the Reimagined Cultural Center. And um, and please tell us again the name of the founder who is now an ancestor of this space. Sure. So that would be Wileen Sims Birch. Thank you. And so carrying on her legacy um, is Brother Marcus Sankofa, along with the executive director of the institution. Nat Alston. Nat Alston, who I had the pleasure of meeting today, and a team of volunteers who have worked together to restore and bring to life this amazing space. So today's conversation with Brother Marcus Sankofa is going to touch on the work that you do with History Heals. And we're going to talk today a little bit about how, because we know African-American history is, like I said, it's riddled with the outcomes and the systems of oppression that have been waged uh, upon us since before we arrived on this this landmass. But we want everyone to understand that our story is greater than that, it's bigger than that, and even to understand that while those powers sought to oppress us, we were always, we were always a formidable force. We were always a people of resiliency and strength and fortitude. And Marcus Sankofa deals with that aspect of history and is going to talk to us about how that itself is a source of healing for our people. So now, Brother Marcus, if you can tell us a little bit more about how history can be used as a tool for healing us. Sure, sure. So history is first and foremost, a vital aspect of our existence. Um, Dr. John Henry Clark, one of our beloved ancestors, speaks to how history gives us, and I'm paraphrasing, but history can give us a sense of positioning or identity or, or a certain rooting to help us understand who we are, our background, uh, what came before us. And so history informs us uh, in our practices and our day-to-day operations more than we may think. Uh, even the concept Sankofa would suggest as you look to the future, you have to also look to the past to see from which you came. Right. Um, and so uh, a lot of the work that I do working with uh, school systems, educators, teachers, caregivers, healers, organizations, businesses, you name it, is to tap into African-American history and culture and use it as a vehicle, a viable vehicle to support the mental health, the wellness, and the wellness of uh, individuals or groups. Um, Because I believe that uh, the stories of of, um, those of African-American descent or or those of African descent could be a a reservoir and and a, a broad pool to extract inspirational stories of how they triumphed, how they overcame, how they fought and resisted, and how they they pushed back. And so uh, I like to use those stories. uh, And we know the storytelling tradition is a part of African tradition anyway. But I like to use those stories and case studies as a way to inform how we navigate some of the challenges that we still face today, whether it's trauma or grief or 
relationship difficulties or high levels of stress, burnout, right. taxation, so on and so forth. Right. Because nothing, nothing that we're experiencing now is actually new. Yes. I mean, it may have different forms. It might look right. different. There's a modern edge to everything that, you know, is not from before, like the use or the implications of technology in our lives. Right. But what we're going through, the feelings, the, the outcomes of different experiences is the same. Yes, it is. But I want to ask, so one thing that I've noticed in education that is, it, it pains me, and it's something that I know in my work and I know in your work we have sought to help undo. Unfortunately, because African American history, and, and African history for sure, African history is really uh, non-existent in terms of the education system. We, as children growing up in America, we learn in school an overabundance, misinformed um, telling of history, of a, a revisionist history about Europe and about the birthing of America. I remember when I was in middle school and I was at a very highly integrated school. It was a lot of different uh, races of children, but I was in a program that was advanced. And unfortunately, it meant that most of my uh, peers were Caucasian in the school. And I remember specifically when we started to talk about history, feeling so ashamed because the way that it was taught all the imagery just had us in bondage, in tattered clothing, looking as if we were just, you know, going through what enslavement was, but there was no compassion around it. There was no language or, or instruction that taught it from the perspective of like, look at what these oppressive people did to your people. Look at what kidnapping looked like. Look at what bondage looked like. Look at what terrorism look like even from the hands of Americans and Europeans, that wasn't the lens, right? Mm -hmm. And what I notice as an adult teaching is that whenever we start talking about black history, the older the children are, the more you see the eyes roll and the heads oh. go back. Because, and it, it, it has become its own traumatic experience. Yes, it has. Right? So when we think about how to heal ourselves through our history, how can we do that when we know what it's been like for our children thus far? Sure, sure. Well, I, I totally, <laughs> totally resonate with what you said. And as you were saying what you were saying, it took me back to my years of experience um, being an educator in the Howard County Public School System, teaching African-American Studies Seminar on a secondary high school level. And there were so many students who were hesitant, a uh, little bit on the fence, uh, uncomfortable and uneasy about taking the course that I taught African-American studies. Why? Because they felt as though it was just going to be about the same old narratives, slavery, brutality, oppression. Uh, and so what's very dangerous is when you start people off with their point of reference, their beginning being in chains right. and being in bondage, that's gonna have an enormous amount of psychological uh, implications down the line. Uh, and so I think one of the ways that we can be able to work through that is to just acknowledge and to understand, and this is a lot of the work that I'm doing with a lot of these educators and teachers I'm consulting with, is to just know it's, 
it's important to approach it from a trauma-informed approach. There are times before we even get into certain themes, certain subject matters as it pertains to uh, the African-American experience. Sometimes you may have to do some mindfulness work, some, some breathing, uh, some centering, some grounding, because even though we know that suffering and uh, mental uh, strain and um, racism and all those things are part of the story, um, and we know that not, they're not the end-all, be-all of the story, because that is part of the story and because that is such a large part of what has been um, focused in and honed on before, I think it's important to first uh, make sure that as much as possible, those who are in these educational spaces, including the educator, Absolutely. are settled. Yes. Because when the mind and the body is not settled, whenever it's not feeling safe, then that's going to really impact the higher order thinking, the higher order reasoning, and the level in which we can engage with this information. I think it's also important, like we you know, recently spoke about too, is to once again show all the different aspects of our experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love when we can look at the stories of Malcolm X and, and see when he was, you know, a, a, a preteen, uh, how, you know, his uh, teacher said, being a lawyer is no, is no <laughs> profession for you. Right. That was a traumatic experience for him. And we right. know many of our black boys feel invisible even today in school. And what did that do for him? Right. He ended up getting caught up in activities that weren't good for him. He ended up getting locked up, but he ended up turning that around by having a Jagna and Elijah Muhammad and being able to be a leader. But we can look at those stories of how he overcame. He didn't accept defeat. Right. Yeah, he might have went through some stuff as he was evolving and growing, but look at what the outcomes were long term. Right. Looking at Maya Angelou, how she went through uh, abuse from a family member. Now, how many of our people have unfortunately had to experience that? But she picked up her pen and she started to write mm -hmm. and journal. Yes. And that became a liberatory method for her. Yes. And then she shared her gift with the world. And so that was a healing modality for her. So we can look at these stories and see the overcoming, what they did, and applying to today. And those are just a couple of many stories that we can That's go right. to. And I love that so much. I just want to really like center on that part just to because it's so important so many times people feel like when we are talking about our pioneers our leaders those to whom we pour libations some people can feel a disconnect because they can feel like you know there is this idea that if you're not up here at the pinnacle of your life if you're not already on a trajectory that can be seen as that then you're discounted and that you don't hold value. But that's simply not true. Like you said, not only did Malcolm uh, go through that kind of trauma with his teacher, but his father was murdered. Absolutely. He was raised by a single mom. Again, this is something that we find that is happening today in yes. our communities. And like you said, with my uh, sister Maya Angelou and so many others. So I really appreciate that sure. because Everyone deserves an opportunity to be reached wherever they are because wherever they are is a, is a culmination of everything, including for children, most of what they're experiencing has nothing to do with their own choices. 
And it doesn't vilify the mom, the dad, the community. It just says, we see where this is. And this is how this, there's a pathway forward. So our last question, um, because you have touched on something that means so much, which is the the mind body aspect and mm. the you know the holistic aspect, which I'm all about mm -hmm. yep. um, in terms of how we use that in our in our teaching and learning. And I want to also touch on the spiritual aspect. Okay. Whenever we do work with history and with our communities, that is the work of our ancestors. Mm. That is the work of spirit. So um, how would you express your own journey? with this work with the the historical society here this this cultural center and in your work in terms of what you have been able to access within your relationship with your ancestors oh, wow that's a powerful powerful question uh, i would say even history heals consulting being birthed is very much close to my own personal development story. During my difficult times or perhaps moments where I needed to, to, to draw strength on something greater and larger than myself, history and the study of history has been something that has definitely empowered me and has uplifted and inspired me and given me that extra push and that extra nudge. And being in this space, uh, being so close to um, our ancestral spirits, uh, having reminders through art, mm -hmm. through artifacts and objects, and through even historical documents that speak certain messages. I'm home, mm -hmm. in a sense. And as we sit in this room uh, and have all of the uh, reminders uh, that come to the forefront, it gives me a sense of peace. It gives me a renewed sense of calm. And what's quite interesting is uh, those that actually come into this room uh, actually have also said the same thing. But uh, whether it's libation, uh, whether it's calling out, you know, the names of those that have gone before us, whether it's reading up on those stories, sharing those stories, uh, that helps to connect us to the tradition of storytelling and, and how that is just such an integral part of our culture and our tradition. And one of the things that I like to push back against slightly is how some have said, well, after enslavement, uh, after emancipation, all of the years and years and centuries of oppression and enslavement that our ancestors have been through, there's been nothing in place to restore the mind. Or there's been nothing in place to, to, to fix what damage has occurred. And I believe that, yes, there's been a lot of historical trauma, intergenerational trauma that still shows up and it manifests itself in the body, uh, physiologically, because everything is connected holistically. But I also would put forth that a lot of the cultural traditions that came from the shores of Africa, across seas here, and have been reverberated throughout the centuries may take on a different form, yeah. but we can still tap into art 
and express that a certain way for our healing and liberation. We can still still tap into how we tell stories, how we speak, how we sing, music, food ways, and how we put our love and energy into food to heal. Uh, rhythm and drums, though there's different modalities, meditation, yoga, you name it. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest is not to minimize the damage that has been done. There's definitely been a psychological injury and there's definitely been uh, some harm done. But I would also yet again raise up and remind us that there's still a lot of tradition that we might sometimes lose sight of, and that's why we have to still Sankofa, remember the Sankofa, <laughs> and, and, and pull back that's into uh, our awareness, some of the things that we still have, family, community, and all those types of things. And some things that we here today are responsible for building. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Because okay. okay. our ancestors have done good work. Yes, they have. We're standing on their shoulders and it's, and it, it's time for us to do our work. Yes. And be consistent with that. On that note, oh, a little tech, a little tech difficulty as I drop the phone. <laughs> On that note, I just want to say again. Mic drop. Thank mic drop. Oh, that was it. That, that's it. The echo was like, pow, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, on that note, I just want to say thank you again sure. so much for having us and allowing us to be in this conversation. I think there's more to come. I look forward to our next time. Definitely. For Before we close out, please um, tell us on the Anchor app the name of the uh, center where we are and the address, as well as the way to reach you directly for History Heals if anyone wants to partner with you for any programming. Sure, so uh, the space that we're in currently is the Howard County Center of African American Culture, located at 5434 Vantage Point Road, uh, Columbia, Maryland, uh, 21044 in Howard County. Uh, we are open uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 12 o'clock p.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. And I serve as a curator here uh, for our museum and cultural center. And our doors are open and, and ready to receive those coming in wanting to learn and engage with our history. Awesome. As it pertains to History Heals Consulting, uh, you can reach me uh, by way of my email, uh, info at historyhealsconsulting.com. Okay. I also have a website, historyhealsconsulting.com, as well. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. All the stuff. All, all the stuff. <laughs> You're really on all the stuff. I'm all, right, really good. on all the stuff. Uh, I'm not on TikTok yet. Um, uh, you gonna but, get up there and start doing right. some history heels dancing too? Yes. Yeah, get uh, it. So uh, and I'll, yes, I'm not much of a dancer. That might be a modality I haven't right. tapped into yet. How's Zuri do it? She'll rock it out. She, she'll rock it out. She'll rock it out. She loves to dance. But but nevertheless, uh, history heels consulting is is yet again uh, a a opportunity to support educators, administrators, uh, teachers. Uh, educational professionals, yes. not limited to that, but primarily for those in the educational arena to support um, the mental health and wellness of educators and teachers. Um, oh, and so that way you can be able to give best to yourself and your students. That's right. And so during this time, we've seen uh, the educational landscape take a lot of um, 
scrutiny. Um, and it's definitely been a tumultuous past few years. And so I found a lot of educators have been really struggling to take care of themselves yes. and to be able to support their mental health and wellness. And so through History Heals Consulting, it's a way to be able to get some assistance and support uh, on how to better take care of yourself by taking a glimpse and a look through the lens of African-American history and culture. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thank you uh, to our film producer and director today, <laughs> Sean Yos, who's not who's shaking his head, but he's awesome. And um, thank you. Have a wonderful rest of thank your day. Thank you so much. All right. All peace right. and love. Peace. And so that was my interview with Brother Marcus Sankofa Nix of HistoryHeals.com. Please check him out if you or an educator that you know could benefit from the wellness protocol that he has created through his program for helping educators to be more resilient in the classroom as they are working with our children through the lens of history. I know so many who could use that. So if there's someone that you want to pass that information on to, please do so. And please support your educators because the work that they are doing and facing with so many things that you can't imagine that they're up against, um, I, I really just advocate reach out to an educator that you know, maybe your own child's teacher and you know, offer them a kind word and also offer them the opportunity to be supported through History Heals. Thank you so much for joining us for Thriving Thursdays. As always, I welcome you to leave comments, to reach out to me on my social media accounts, Holistic Kenny on Instagram or Kenny Moon on Facebook. And let me know how I can support you in your journey. Thank you and continue as I shall as we continue to thrive together. Take good care. Peace.